Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist and it is time for the tea. Tea time with Dr. Tarver is not intended to be a substitute for therapy, but more of an opportunity for us to learn additional resources to help us on this journey of being the best version of ourselves. And so what are we going to be talking about today? Well, you know, I always gather my inspiration in various ways. And so I was thinking about, and I know this may uh, seem very foreign at this point, the last time you were at a banquet or a gala or a formal gathering, uh, reunion of some sort, and you know when you're at dinner, they have teacups turned over on the table, right? So teacup, coffee cup, whatever you might like to pour as a hot beverage in there. And if that cup is turned over, when your server comes around, they won't offer you anything, right? They won't offer you coffee, they won't offer you tea because your cup is turned over. And we know if you try to pour something into a cup that's turned over, it's just gonna spill all over the table and get everywhere. So until you turn that cup over, you're not able to receive what is available. And that led me today to the topic of is your cup turned over. We're going to be talking about self-sabotage. All right, so we know, we have all heard the expression, you can't pour from an empty cup. Well, you also cannot fill an overturned cup. And so if we are honest with ourselves, sometimes when we don't reach our goals, when we're not progressing, when we're not growing, it is not because of how someone else has limited us is because we have limited ourselves. We have gotten essentially in our own way. You might he hear people say, you're blocking your blessings, right? So why am I not allowing myself to progress? Why am I interfering with my own success? One potential reason is self-sabotage. What is self-sabotage, you might ask? Well, according to Psychology Today, Self-sabotage can be defined as any behavior that interferes with long-standing goals. So what could that look like? That could look like procrastination. That could look like awesome or, or lack of awesome time management. That could look like negative self-talk. We talked about that previously. Um, it could be um, addictions getting in the way. So it might be food addictions. It might be addictions to to substances, it might be addictions to, to people. Um, it could be mistrust. It could be how I express myself, my tone, my facial expressions, my body language, my posture. It could be the company that I'm keeping. It might be my lack of ability to follow through. It could be my attire. It might even be that I lack financial management skills that I don't have the ability to be able to deal with transitions well, to deal with adjustments. All of these things could be examples of self-sabotage. How can these be self-sabotage? Maybe these are just areas that I need to grow in. Well, the challenge is, if I know that something is a challenge for me, then why am I not improving in that area? Self-sabotage could be that reason. Sometimes we're not aware we're engaging in self-sabotage. We're just continuing to do things that we've seen, 
we've grown up in environments and we've seen people engage in these same type of behaviors. And so I haven't learned any other strategies to be able to address things. So let's talk about that. I'm gonna start with tone, facial expressions, body language, posture. How could these things be self-sabotaging? So you all may be very aware when you hear podcasts like this, that most of the time when people are talking, they have a very calm tone, right? They're not doing too much, just loud, being um, overbearing, if you will, in their tone. It's not angry, harsh, and critical. Now, you will see some podcasters do that, but most of the time, if you see a wellness-based podcast, a psychological provider, you'll see that our tones are, are usually pretty calm. And that's because this calm tone allows people to be more receptive. When we have that angry tone, even if we're not angry, but the tone sounds angry and harsh, then what it does is it puts people on the defense. And so oftentimes, even though what I might be saying could be very helpful, could be spot on, may be able to allow you to move in a different direction, I'm being blocked because my tone is not being received by the person I'm trying to talk to. And if you all are parents, you've probably been there. Your kids start tuning you out, do too much fussing. That voice gets real, gets raised, and they're just like not even listening anymore because that tone is very off-putting. And sometimes people just get desensitized to it, especially if you've grown up in an environment where that's all you hear. That just doesn't even bother you anymore. You don't even register that tone, right? Body language. So if I am arms crossed, face, um, you know, we'll all call it uh, mean mugging or the resting V-I-T-C-H face, then people are less likely to approach me. They're less likely to want to deal with me because they're going to make assumptions and you all may say, well, that's their fault for making an assumption. But it's also on me, if I'm looking to grow, to think about what might be barriers to people actually interacting with me. If my face is my brand and I'm mean mugging, then I'm deterring people from being able to connect with my brand. So I'm doing the opposite of what I really want. And oftentimes we have to question because every behavior serves a purpose. Why am I continuing to engage in behaviors that are not allowing me to grow? I want other people to adjust instead of me thinking about, well, maybe I need to make some adjustments. Now, that is not true if you set those healthy boundaries. So that doesn't mean let folks walk in all over you and do whatever they want. But it does mean if I have some things that are interfering with people being able to receive me, then I may need to look at what I'm doing that could be interfering with that, right? I'll also talk to you all about the time management, the financial management things. These are two of the reasons why people often don't complete their goals because I don't have good ability to be able to set goals, manage them, effectively be able to evaluate them and continue on a plan. Right? So what ends up happening is I procrastinate. So that means I don't end up getting things done on time. Things are late. One of the things that you'll recognize about people is if you continue to not be where you say you're going to be repetitively, people are going to stop trusting you. Right? So this interferes with your credibility. If you don't follow through, so if you are not, if you say I'm going to deliver, let's say you got a t-shirt business and you don't deliver, people are going to stop patronizing your t-shirt business. That's why your business cannot grow. One of the things that we often complain about is what customer service. So if I've got somebody who the first person you meet, they have a whole attitude when I walk in 
whether that's over the phone or if I'm going in on person, in person, that is going to deter me from going back to your service. I have stopped going to medical providers who were outstanding medical providers because their receptionists and the people that work there, they were not orderly. Um, they kept you waiting for long periods of time. They didn't get information that was needed. They didn't communicate things. They're losing things. They're not professional. And so even though this is a good provider, you've now lost business because your office staff was not presenting themselves in the same way that led, that was similar to the caliber of, of services that you provided as the medical provider. So we have to be very mindful about also who's around us. That's why I brought that one up, the company that we keep. So some of you who are trying to grow in areas, maybe you are, uh, you want to move up in your career, but you're around people, they're gossipy. Uh, they are, are people that don't have the best reputation. And you say, well, that's not me. But we all know this to be true. Like attracts like. Birds of a feather flock together, right? All of these things are true because what we tend to do is we recognize that people who are similar will gather together. So even if you are not doing the same types of things these people are doing, it has the look, the appearance that you are because you're around them. So you have to be so mindful. So many people have gotten caught up in negative situations simply by the people they're around. I'm not a person that's stealing, but I'm around other people that are stealing. So when they get caught, I'm with them. So now I'm in trouble too. So I'm caught up in that. I'm not dealing drugs, but I'm around people that are dealing drugs. So now I'm caught up in that. I'm not a person that's involved with a gang, but I got all these connections to gang members. So now I'm caught up in that. You have to be very, very mindful about your brand. Again, you represent your brand. So whether that's you trying to move up in your business, your own business, you're trying to create and get to grow, or you're working for someone else and you're trying to grow and establish yourself in a higher level position for higher pay, you are your brand. So everything you bring is, is going to be evaluated. Even when you're out in public, and I know you all are saying, well, this is a lot of pressure on me, but people are constantly evaluating you. So you do have to be mindful of how you, does that mean you can't go and have fun and enjoy yourself? Of course not. But it does mean that the stuff that you post on social media, the things that you wear, right? These, these things send messages to people. And if you are working for a company that has explicitly outlined for you that there are certain things that you cannot do, you have to be mindful of that if you want to keep your employment there, which is why we encourage people, hey, start your own company, start your own business. You get to be your own boss. Um, then you get to have the narrative. But until that point, that does mean you need to work your way up to some things, get some money saved, that financial management part, then that means I need to make some wiser decisions. And if you don't manage finances well, then you need to make sure that you're around people that do. So you can't say, I want to get out of debt and then keep creating debt, right? And you got to follow a financial plan to be able to get out of that debt. Plans are really important. Um, and again, this is not about you lacking skill. It's about you continuing to recognize that this is an area of deficit and not putting a plan in place, right? None of us are good at everything. We all need to be able to learn new things. But again, that cup has to be open. Am I open to receiving and following guidelines that people are giving me to help me be able to grow? Or am I blocking those things because my cup is turned over? Perfectionism. We often feel like, well, if I can't do it the way that I want to do it, then I'm not going to do it. Right? So we don't do what we can do because we can't do what we want to do. 
So again, I'm sabotaging myself instead of saying, let me do what I can do in this moment right now. It doesn't have to be perfect because there is no perfect, but let me do it to the best of my ability. And then as I get better, I have more availability. I'm able to create more things. Then it gets better. You keep fine tuning that craft. But as you see, these things are very circular, right? So I can, these are part of that cognitive distortions that I talked to you all about. If my mind is telling me that no matter what I do, it's not going to cause any change, then what is going to make me be motivated to change? So I'm sabotaging myself before I even get started. And we explored uh, in, our, in our last podcast that sometimes the things that we grew up hearing affect our thoughts, right? So, so this is now, this is why I'm not my own friend because I'll say negative things to myself based on things I've heard. And those messages, those negative messages, that self-criticism, then begins to sabotage me in being able to move forward, okay? So why, where's this stuff coming from? Like, why, why am I even doing this? Um, well, we know that lack of skills training is one of the reasons why we self-sabotage. I, I don't have another way, so I'm gonna do what I know. Um, Comfort and security, like we like feeling safe. We don't, we don't want to be pushed to a place of discomfort, which is why that whole not being able to deal with transitions and adjustments can be a self-sabotage behavior. I'm uncomfortable with that, so, so I'm not allowing myself to grow. I'm keeping myself stuck. We suppress our feelings, sometimes because our parents told us that it was not okay for us to express them or the people that, that raised us. Uh, but also sometimes we're just not comfortable expressing our feelings. Maybe some trauma happened in our lives. Maybe we did not um, see people expressing their feelings grow up and so we don't know how. So it comes out in this anger or this rage or I, I implode and, and I'm doing damaging things to myself and not saying how I really feel about things and addressing stuff, right? So these are reasons of self-sabotage. We're afraid to fail. Um, we don't recognize that failure is a part of any success story. There is no one who got it right the first time. People will tell you, hey, I tried something, that didn't work, I tried something else, right? Build a better plan. Um, so these are some of the things that, that go along with us on this journey, but we're so afraid that we'll fail, we don't even try. Some of us are afraid to succeed because if I see succeed, then now people are looking at me, now people have expectations and I wanna uh, hide, I don't wanna be uh, on anybody's radar. And so we're afraid of our own potential. And that is stopping us from being able to be great. Not having a healthy support system. We know that support is very important along any journey because there are people that can see things in us that we can't see for ourselves. That's why I talk about accountability partners so much. Get you a great accountability partner who can see beyond what you can see, who can help you go to the next level. You don't need to be the top person in your peer group. You need to have people who you want to aspire to be like that are in that support system. So you have some things to continue to work toward. We don't believe in ourselves, our low self-esteem, that negative self-talk, our self-worth, um, the lack of self-confidence. That's another reason why we self-sabotage because I, you know, I believe what people have told me. When people made negative statements to me about my abilities, I internalized those things. And now I believe that I've become my own self-critic, right? So we talked about that in previous podcasts as well. Negative past experiences, like sometimes we've, we've had uh, an opportunity to kind of step out and it didn't work out the way we wanted and we saw 
someone else do it and it didn't work out the way that they planned. And, and so now we feel like, okay, well, that's just going to be my experience. So let me, let me not try. Sometimes it, it's protective. Like we, we want to try to protect ourselves. We want to protect ourselves from getting, uh, getting played, uh, from getting hurt, um, from, from what we think is going to be a worse situation when it is simply that, you know, I have to get through this experience of adjustment and, and sacrifice. Because whenever you're trying to be great, there are going to be some sacrifices along the way. When you are trying to be the best version of yourself, you are going to have to sacrifice. And have to sacrifice some of that shopping so that you can be able to have the finances to be able to invest and do other things that you have goals that you want to achieve, right? Sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice on spending that time hanging out because you need to study or because you need to work that extra job to be able to, to reach a goal that you have. Right. So there are those sacrifices in a lot. We try to protect ourselves and just like stay again in that place of safety. Um, we don't want to be let down. We don't want to be disappointed. And we so, are so worried about ourselves disappointing us that that we don't even we don't even bet on us. Right. Um, I don't even believe that that you can you can do this. So how how do we manage this? How do we alter these self-sabotage behaviors? One, it's important to identify those, and, and I know you all hear me say that frequently, because if you don't know what you are trying to address, you can't put a plan in place for it. So I need to be able to identify what I'm doing, because as I said earlier, sometimes we don't realize we're engaging in self-sabotage, and we're blaming other folks for our stuff and not really dealing with what's going on with me. Like, hey, hey me, um, there may be some things that I'm doing that I need to look at instead of being focused on what I think other people are doing to impact my growth. Monitor how people uh, respond to you. So one of the best ways to be able to gauge if I'm coming across in a way that looks like my cup is turned over is to see how people respond to me. So people avoiding me, people are, I make statements and they're like, hey, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to offend you. Um, And and you're constantly have to say, well, I'm not mad. Um, There is something that I am doing that is conveying that I'm upset, that I'm angry, that I'm irritated, that I don't want to be bothered, that I'm not open, that I'm defensive. So I need to I need to pay attention to that and get some feedback, have some open, honest conversations with people, people who you have a trusting, supportive relationship with, people who can be um, open and constructive, not the negative folks in your family uh, that are going to tell you, well, you just messed up, you're too sensitive, ain't something wrong with you anyway, I don't know why you're trying to do that. Like, I, that's not what you need. You need somebody that's going to give you um, some accurate feedback to be able to help you be able to recognize your patterns. When you are stressed and overwhelmed, that's usually when whatever behaviors you're exhibiting will come out. So if you're a person that retreats and hides and avoids, it'll come out when you're stressed and overwhelmed. If you're a person that procrastinates, it comes out when you're stressed and overwhelmed. If you're a person that's a perfectionist, that'll come out then, right? Anger, all of these things are going to come out. So that's a good way to kind of judge too. Um, I think it's important for us to look at those cognitive distortions uh, why we don't trust people, um, what we think about our own abilities, uh, whether or not we're able to engage in positive thinking patterns if we're constantly engaging in negative thought. So these distortions are often based on those early experiences that we've, we've had. And so being able to recognize how am I thinking? How am I, how am I looking at a situation? How am I approaching something, particularly a goal? Because that's going to give you a lot of insight about yourself sabotage behaviors, being able to identify and express your emotions. We think that we don't need to have emotions. That's not the case. Emotions are there, they serve a purpose. We need to have emotions 
The challenge is learning how to express them and learning how to manage them in a healthy way. So when I'm when I'm upset, I have a right to be upset. Something frustrated me, um, and 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 didn't sit well with me. But but that doesn't mean I need to come punch you in your face because I'm frustrated and, and, and irritated, right? So I need to be figuring out how I can express this to actually get what I need instead of doing stuff that's going to just put more distance and more barriers in the way. Explore those early relationships. Childhood is a very pivotal part of our life. That's where a lot of our foundation for thought uh, comes from. That's where our foundation for relationships come from. Often where our foundation for goals and being able to successfully reach goals comes from. And so it's always important to explore that. Now, do you need to stay in it forever? No, but I do need to understand and recognize the patterns that came out of that so I can learn additional ones, right? Because we talked about one of the barriers is I lack the skills. So if I recognize like, oh, hey, this is a deficit for me from childhood, something I didn't see, something I didn't get, or so something that was unhealthy um, that, I, that I picked up, then now I know I need to learn some additional skills to be able to move forward. That's why some of us don't manage finances well. We grew up in families where we didn't see finances managed well. People didn't save. They were check to check. They were just trying to make it. They were struggling. And so we never learned how to put money aside. We never learned how to set a financial goal. We tend to repeat the same type of of behaviors, right? So I just need to identify that so I can work with a financial planner or or, or work with um, a coach to be able to learn how to save money, how to be able to manage my expenses based on my income, right? How to be able to make those sacrifices. Those are things I can be taught. So it, it doesn't matter what age you are. There are a lot of skills you can still learn. Just need to make sure, again, that cup is turned over so you can receive it. Self-compassion. We are so hard and so critical on ourselves. And it's really important that we learn to give ourselves some grace. And perfectionism is steeped in that self-criticism. So we do need to learn how to affirm ourselves. We do need to learn how to build our competency, how I feel about my skills, what I think I'm able to do. Be surprised how many people cannot tell me what their strengths are. They can tell me what they're not good at but they cannot tell me what their strengths are or they only think they're good at one thing. None of you are a one trick pony. You all have the capacity to do multiple things, but because it's easier for us to think of what we're not good at, we don't nurture the things that we are good at. And sometimes we don't know because we haven't tried. Accountability, you all know that's one of my favorites. So that is gonna help you with the follow through and the deadlines. So if that is the issue that you struggle with and you're self-sabotage, Accountability is going to get you there, whether that's apps on your phone, things on your computer, people, putting folks in place. Some people are not detailed people, and that's okay. They're big picture people. They got the ideas, and they can tell you, hey, this is what we need to do. But with the details, they get a little lost. But you bring in a detailed person. That's your administration person that you bring in, right? And they will say, okay, I see that vision. I see how we're going to get there. Let me get the steps in place, right? And so then we work together. We collaborate. Oftentimes, and this is the mistrust piece, we're so fearful of working with other people that they're going to devalue us or they're going to steal from us um, that we don't recognize that the partnership piece is part of how goals can be accomplished. This is why we get support groups, right? When you are going through things, you're in recovery, that's why you have a support group. When you are trying to be on that health journey, that's why you have the people that you work with in your gym 
or the people that you work with in your fitness group. A lot of you all are on groups on social media for this very reason. That's your accountability. We are able to break that self-sabotage when we have people to hold us accountable. Hey, where are you with this? What's the deadline, right? Creating a plan. You all know that's a vital. That is vital for any goal is to have a specific, reasonable plan that you can observe and measure to see how well you're doing and that that plan has a time frame, right? This is how we're able to get there. We want small, realistic goals, but we also want to make sure that we have a timeline. That's how we're able to be successful. So for those of you that are struggling with sabotage around your, again, your time management, your, your planning, your follow through, your procrastination, this is where that skill comes in. Like, let me have a plan. How, I'm going to, how am I going to execute this, right? That's also good for that negative self-talk. I'm like, oh, I don't see how that can happen. Well, if I have a plan, I can see how it's going to happen because I got to know where I'm going if I'm going to get there. And then the skills training. Some of us need some social skills, and that's okay. Uh, some of us need some coaching on, on how, to, how to talk to other people. We need some coaching on how to work with other people. We need some coaching in how to be able to express ourselves in professional ways when we are dealing in a business environment, right? We need some organizational skills. How do I work with other groups? Again, we know those financial skills. And there's nothing wrong with getting additional skills. In fact, when you have opportunities to get skills, to build that resume, um, to, to learn how to dress for different environments, to learn what, what and I, I know we are in a, in a world where we want to be able to express ourselves in our hair and, and how we, but there are certain environments where your hair, your nails, whether you have your tattoos showing or not, like that matters. And so I just need to know how to operate in the environment that I'm in, right? I need that roadmap. So I may need some coaching on that. And then once I get that coaching, again, if your goal is to, to be able to create your own business, once I learn how to operate, then I can create the type of business that I want to have and create a, a work environment that feels more comfortable for me. But I got to get the training first. We oftentimes want to jump ahead. I've seen so many people who have these great ideas, but they have skipped off to step 63. You got to start at step one. Right. So if I, I want to get um, a lot of people are interested in getting trucks, getting trucks to um, transport things or getting trucks to wreckers or right, all, your own fleet of 18 wheelers. But you can't get a fleet <laughs> first. That can't be your first step, right? So there are some things that you need to learn. How to manage other people if you're trying to have that kind of environment. Do I even have any management experience? Do I have any supervision experience? Do I have a good policy and procedures set up to make sure that this company is going to be able to work effectively? Do I have enough money for a company to be able to grow? You know, a lot of companies fold in a year, right? So these are things that often people, and that's because, again, don't have a plan, don't have the right people coaching you because my cup's not turned over, right? And, of course, you all, I know I cannot have recommendations without having therapy be one of them. And, and sometimes therapy is a way to gain insight about if I'm self-sabotaging because, again, maybe I don't know, and also to get me to a point where I see these other options that I just listed. Uh, oftentimes when people come to therapy, they haven't thought about these other things. I'm like, hey, let's talk about some of these other resources and some of the ways that you can grow to be able to get to this place you want to be. I also have some books for you all. Um, I, I posted day one, a guide to organizing and executing your goals by Holly Cotton. Uh, 
that's a good one. So, like I said, a quick, easy read. Just talk about the self-sabotage behaviors was interfering with my goals. Stop self-sabotage. Six steps to unlock your true motivation. Harness your willpower and get you and get out of your own way. And that is by Dr. Judy Ho. Um, get out of your head. Stopping the spiral of toxic thoughts by Jenny Allen. Stop doing that shiznit. End self-sabotage and demand your life back by Gary John Bishop and get out of your own way. Overcome, overcoming self-defeating behavior by Dr. Mark Goulston and Philip Goldberg. And I'll drop these um, under the, the video. So what I want you all to know is that you need to turn over your cup so that you can allow people to pour into you. You deserve it. You just need to get out of your way. Be encouraged.